1: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
2: Get Jared Payton. And I hear my name again, and I'm like, who's calling me? So I look back at the people working, and it's not them. It's this guy that's sitting down right by the door, and he goes, Jared, man. Man, I love you on the score, man. It's so awesome! <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm gonna be on at nine o'clock. Tune in.
3: The son of sweetness.
4: One man, one career, one team for two hundred. Walter Payton, thirteen seasons for duh these. Deanna, who are the Chicago Bears? The Bears, yes.
2: Sports anchor for WGN, former running back great.
3: Payton again, already two touchdowns. There it is. There's the touchdown. The Jared Payton show today. Jared Payton with Moline Ha on six seventy the score. Mullion Hall Chicago Sports Radio 670 the score always a delight to talk to our friend Jared Payton and he joins us now on the score hotline powered by IBEW Local 9 Chicago's original powerhouse since 1892 Jared good morning how are you buddy
2: Mully and Hall, six seven in the score. I I say it every morning when I'm listening to you guys, man. Good morning to both of you. How are you guys doing?
3: Doing well. We're I don't know, man. I mean, I, the, if the Bears beat Green Bay, I'd have done better. I just think that end to the season just leaves you dissatisfied. I I asked Coach Wanstead today. Why is it that certain teams have your number and you got someone else's? The Bears really match up with Detroit. The Bears don't match up with Green Bay. The Flower has beaten the Bears 10 straight games.
2: Yeah. I mean, it it was rough. I thought just the way that the season was trending at the end, and it just seemed like the perfect storm to be able to beat a Green Bay team trying to get into the postseason and – Spoil- play spoiler Justin Fields play well and like just end on this high note to go off into the offseason with a smile on your face and even though that there were still going to be question marks that and big question marks that need to be answered but hopefully that it, it would uh kind of set you off on the right foot and like you Hall I Molly I was I was upset as well man it was a it was a rough way and I think the toughest part was the quarterback on the other side of the ball right Right. played really good football. And that's the other thing. Not only have we been beat 10 straight times, it's the fact that they seem like they found another quarterback for, for the future. And we're over here on this other side, trying to figure out which direction we're going to go at quarterback. And I think that's the hard part.
5: Believe in love now too. I didn't at the beginning of the season, but he has won me over. Um, Let's look at the outcome though, because it was so disappointing, because it was emotional for many people. Did it change your mind about anything? Did you think something different coming out about the key people involved in their futures than you thought going in?
2: No, Dave, I, I didn't. There wasn't a lot that, that changed me, didn't sway me. I um, I mean, it just, I mean, maybe the one person that I feel like gets a lot of the flack is Luke Getze, right? And offensively, that was the the one thing that got to me the most is that it seemed like the Bears came into Sunday with no true game plan of, like, establishing the run, finding a way to 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 establish the run, get Justin moving. I know, like, early that first drive, I think I was like, okay, maybe there's something here, but there's – when you get punched in the mouth, if you don't have, you know, a counter punch yeah. or you don't have anything else, what are you going to do? And it just seemed like they were playing from behind, scrambling, trying to figure out what's going to work. And by that time, you know, it's almost too late. And I think, yes, Getty gets a lot of the flack. I think the offense as a whole, they just didn't play well. Offensive line didn't play well. And so you, no. ju- you just you didn't get a chance to really like grasp the game at the end and be like all right let's put the film on let's watch it it was kind of like one of those games where you're like dude let's just throw this thing away man this was horrible
3: yeah and i i i think that the interior of the offensive line just got overrun and it was hard to come away from that game and feel like okay they're fine at center i, I know lucas patrick didn't play but they gave up a six-round pick for for feeney that was a disaster Um, it just was one of those things where all of a sudden I'm thinking maybe they need three offensive linemen. Maybe they need more than just like a little figuring out the center position. I I was bummed.
2: Hey, Molly, I'm going to tell you, that's where this, when we look at the future, Hmm. that's what Ryan Poles is going to have to figure out. I mean, you still got holes to fill on this roster, man. And like. You know, I know we always talk about the quarterback position, and that you you have to, you can't really truly win a Super Bowl. And I was listening to Coach Wanstead talk about it that, you know, the the front office has to figure out can they win with the with Justin Fields? Do they feel like they can win a Super Bowl with him? And that's, I get it. You gotta go through and also think about, you know, long term future wise what's going to be best. And the one thing that I do know about Polls is man, he loves picks. He loves accumulating picks. And what we've seen so far, he's done a pretty good job. And so I think that's this whole entire process of going and having the number one overall pick. And I know you got to get quarterbacks or you you, you can't pass up on a quarterback again. Do your due diligence and do your homework. And you got to make sure that whatever quarterback you're going to choose, if that's the case, that's the way you're going to go, that's the right guy. And my issue is, is, I was passionate last night on GN Sports. We had Jerry Azuma on, and I'm just tired of let's go get another quarterback and throw him right in and and thinking that we're going to fix the problem. We've been doing that for years here in this city. Literally have been doing it for years of saying, oh, you know, it's not the right guy. We're going to just put him in, and we haven't learned from our mistakes. And I think that's the hard part. These – we're asking a lot of these young men and I know where they're where they're drafted at and if especially if you're taking a guy first overall you're expecting for him to play but it's a little bit unfair man where you look at the flip side of things in Green Bay and I know it's a different situation where you have a quarterback you've had quarterbacks that these the young quarterbacks in the system can learn from but we haven't done that so for me is it's not just about if you're going to go get a quarterback go get a quarterback. We need to learn how to nurture and develop quarterbacks here in Chicago.
5: We haven't figured that out yet. Well, I, I do think that's a good point, Jared, but I, I want to talk through this with you, though, because I, I want to know where you stand on this idea of, you know, the, the examples you referenced, Jordan Love, and you look around the league, C.J. Stroud. The level of arm talent that you see with these quarterbacks is extraordinary. And True. their ability to put the ball where they need it to, where they need to on any given down, regardless of, protection, regardless of the receiving core. Now, you, you, I'm not going to say that Justin Fields has had a great offensive line, um, but he has had improved weapons. And if you're waiting for the perfect pocket, you're going to be waiting forever. So I'm asking you to distinguish as a Justin Fields supporter, because I really want to understand yeah. this better. Yeah. How do you compare those situations that I reference guys who ex- succeed in spite of the other shortcomings at the offensive line or the weapons. And you look at Justin Fields and it seems like there's just, he's this far away, but he's not there yet as a thrower. Well, Dave, to me, it comes down to, and I think that
2: this is just my opinion. I think it comes down to, to coaching. You can't be that gifted, Dave. You, you I, we, I've seen this kid at every single level. You can't be that gifted, be that smart. And the one thing that I know that you can't coach is his athletic ability. There's nobody out there that that has what he has. Like it's rare that you see that his ability to run and all that stuff inside the pocket. Yes, there there. Are, if you are a good coach, you should be able to find a way to help him develop and get better at what he's not good at, and especially in the passing game. To me, that's what good coaches do. Now, on the flip side, with, with Luke Getzey my I can't really blame him he is still learning on the job as well he hasn't been a play caller for years this is something that he's 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 he is new to as well so he might not be able to coach the way that he probably needs to coach Justin Fields but you're telling me if I believe in my heart if dude if Justin was around a guy like Andy Reid he would help him figure out a way to be able to see the game a little bit different because as of right now I can't I can't defend all the time Justin saying that it's not his fault, that he needs a better offensive line. You're right. CJ Shroud, some of these guys, they rise above not having some of those things. But to me, it's also about the guys that are coaching them as well, that are sitting inside those meetings and getting them to understand. There are certain things that I never understood too until I got to, you know, to Tennessee and had coaching at a different level where it was like, yo, okay, now I see it. This is, okay, this is how I got to do it. And these coaches were coaching me through that. I don't know if that relationship is there with him and Luke Etsy. And that's, I think that's what I'm holding on to. If if you decide to roll with Justin, that there was an opportunity to be able to put someone with him to nurture all the talents and get him better at the things that he, he, is, he is lacking right now. Because I, I believe it's there, Dave. To me, it's, some of it is coaching. And maybe that is just me and wishful thinking. But that's that's what I, that's how I feel about Justin because I I believe in him that much.
3: You know, it was really I I didn't I didn't enjoy Tony Romo's broadcast, but there was one part of it that really hit me, and that was when he talked about how how Brett Favre. You know, he talked about the the legacy of the Packer quarterbacks, but but he mentioned that Brett Favre. You know, the way he threw the ball, he he would just have different arm angles, and we know he was the ultimate gunslinger, and that Aaron Rodgers is watching him. And Aaron Rodgers, of course, was a Jeff Tedford. He didn't get into all this, but he was a Jeff Tedford quarterback, which meant his mechanics were, like, perfect. And he yeah. held the ball here, and he was and, – and all the, you know, Joey Harrington, Akili Smith, Trent Dilfer, uh Kyle Bowler – All these Jeff Tedford quarterbacks were drafted into the NFL, and and for some reason, even with their mechanics, it didn't work in the league. But Aaron Rodgers sat behind Brett Favre, and as he went on, he developed kind of this same style of quarterbacking. And and Romo was saying, you see it now. You with see the it. guy that sat behind Mully. him it's almost like they've Mully. established this M- thing
2: Molly, that's I, they are developing quarterbacks man yes. <laughs> yes we they are developing quarterbacks and i know you don't get a hall of fame quarterbacks like that but you got to start figuring out and for me it's about not only drafting a number one quarterback in the first round i want to keep i want to draft quarterbacks almost every year I want to figure this thing out where you're developing these guys. You're able to flip these guys down the line if it doesn't work, but they fit your system and and you're creating something that we have not created here in Chicago. And so like, I don't know. I've watched Caleb Williams. I've seen the film. Ha. I listen, I love the highlights, but I also sat and watched when, you know, you're playing against West coast teams. And that was the thing about Michael Penix last night. Love the kid. If, if you're talking about spinning the football coming into last night, I thought he might be the best out of all of them that are in, that are coming, that are coming out. Right, going up against a top-notch defense that's only going to give you everything underneath and scheme on the back end. Man, he had trouble last night, and he's got three, he's got three wide receivers that are going to go to the league, three, yeah, and an offensive line that is supposed to be unbelievable. And you saw how they made him look pedestrian last night. Caleb, on the flip side, I've watched games as well. But on the West Coast, man, when I'm sitting up late watching games, they ain't playing no defense out there on the West. Nothing. My daughter is seven years old and a better athlete and probably could play defense better than half of these dudes when you're watching some of these. I'm not joking. I know. the The highlights of him running around, making the throws, I get all that. I love it. Can you play inside the pocket? Because as of right now, when I look at it, I, I, it's a coin flip to figure out if he could be as good. And I'm not saying that he can't. He has a generational talent. He Dude's won a Heisman Trophy. You he got to be good at some point. But to me, the same size as like a Kyler Murray and not as athletic and doesn't have the escapability like Justin or Kyler in the NFL. And uh, in, in put in a system that might not be conducive to what you do. You might be in the same situation. And so I just want people to pause a little bit when it comes to what you're looking for and what you're hoping for for the future and what you have now. Like, dude, I know the grass seems to be always greener, but I I have some reservations. But listen, I'm I'm not the one that has a staff that's going to be breaking it all down to figure it out. And that's what Ryan Poles is going to have to do. And do his due diligence to figure out what's going to be best for his football team
5: yeah you do i mean that's this pre-draft process is for the bears will be exploring reasons not to draft caleb williams if they find one they can keep the quarterback they have or if they have concluded as you have that justin fields is a better option then i think they'll probably you know trade the pick and and move on from with that way it'd be more popular uh maybe with the fan base certainly in the locker room but Jared, I, I think when you talk about grading the highlights, I mean that's that's interesting because I, we do a lot of that with Justin Fields too. In fairness, I mean we, True. The, we a lot it. of the in- intoxicating highlights are what causes us to forget, you know, the body of work that is 38 starts large. And I True. think when you look at, you know, it's not just what happened in any given Sunday, and every Sunday became too much of a referendum on his status as a franchise quarterback. Question is, how much do you trust Ryan Poles to? make the right decision, remove emotion from the equation, and stick with the right guy. I, I I trust him, Dave. I really do. I
2: trust him. I don't think he's listening to to, to anybody. I don't think he's reading the, the press clippings. I don't think he's listening to us or those signs that were outside of Hallis Hall <laughs> yesterday talking about wanting to keep ju- – none of that stuff. He is going to. And, and largely from the people that I'm around and talking bears everywhere I go – a lot of people are very, very high on Ryan poles and what he's done so far. And they want to see him kind of, you know, go about his business and get an opportunity to keep building this thing. And so he he's got to feel right. And inside of that meeting room, when they're all talking about it, has Justin done enough to warrant the, that you, that he should stay or if you, if you say yes, then okay, you move on. And if he doesn't, then you gotta then then guess what you gotta figure out a way to be able to find that guy that to to fit what you're trying to do. This is not going to be easy. Any once whatever you choose or whatever he chooses, there's a, gonna be a half of the fan base that's not gonna be happy. But it is what it is. But we find ourselves in this position. I do want to say something about Matt Eberflus because I was very critical of him all season long. Can, give this man a lot of credit for what he's done. I mean, I know we're all talking – we are we talked three wins two years ago to seven wins this year. It's an improvement to being in a couple of games, three three or four games where you could have won those games. We're talking about double-digit wins here. So the tide seems like it's moving in the right direction. What he's done on the defensive side of the ball has been remarkable. And, and you guys know, as I know, we sit and listen to these guys talk, especially on the defensive side, every day – trying to cut film to be able to put on to, to WGN every single day. Genuinely, these, especially on the defensive side, these guys love fluce man. It is. And you can hear it in their voice. Guys like Montez Sweat that have kind of changed, not only just changed the way the defense played to put them in, in top 10 categories and, 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 and takeaways and defense and, and stopping the run, but it was changing up the scheme and doing some stuff here and there. And, I think having a guy like Montez sweat changes all that the future on that side of the ball is very, very interesting. And I look forward to it. Now it's time to really figure out how to get the offense to be able to kind of keep up with the Joneses. Can they find a way? And so I'm going to get tired of this and I'll talk to you guys as much as you want, but over the next three and a half months, man, I feel like we're going to be talking about the same stuff over and over again. So buckle up and get ready. (laughs)
3: I love it, Jared. Um, you know, it's funny. I I I I try to avoid what the players have to say on their exit interviews because sometimes, you know, you you end up with like a nice kind of uh, comment from from uh, Justin Jones about something he was mad about, walking out of the locker room for the last time. And by the way, they traded Robert Quinn. I I, I get all that because it impacts everyone. But I thought Olin put a very interesting spin on it uh, over the weekend when he said that, you know, hearing all the players say nice things about uh, the quarterback, hearing all the guys that wanted to back the quarterback and he's our guy, he said that he his take on that is that they got good players playing with the guy because it's not so much – If anybody says something against the teammate, that's a headline. If you're backing a teammate, it means you'll back your next teammate. It doesn't mean, oh, there's going to be a mutiny. It means they got character guys in the locker room.
2: Yeah, they do. They have character guys in the locker room, and I don't know. Well, you're not always going to say nice things about some of your teammates. Sometimes you might say no comment, or you might not mention anything. I mean, (laughs) sincerely, I think – I think it's I think it's saying something the way that Justin has carried himself throughout this, regardless of how you talk about him playing on the football field, he's had to deal with people asking him this question all season long about his future here in Chicago, and the dude has handled it like a pro, and I I tip my cap to him, man, because it just shows what kind of young man that he is, and so I give a lot of respect for that because you guys know, can you imagine being up there every day, people are like, so how's your future? You just like want you want to snap. I probably would snap every once in a while but he didn't and he he's a character guy they, they're moving in the right direction when it goes to character inside of that locker room and so yeah not to see these guys especially DJ Moore DJ Moore the smirk he had on his face yesterday in his exit <laughs> when he was talking to the media about yeah. what he said about Justin to to Poles and Eberflus um I don't know if he was tipping his cap that you know he said he wants to run it back with with QB1 again we'll have to see how this goes about, but if you're bringing in somebody and I'm just saying, if it's Caleb Williams, what if he you're bringing a dude in, you better make sure that he fits with what you're all about, not just on the football field, but inside that locker room as well, because the way that it's moving, the way that it's trending, that's what you actually want inside of a locker room. Because if it goes South and it goes the other direction, now you got two, you got people on two sides of, Of the fence and they're fighting against each other and and that's just a recipe for disaster i've been in those situations before
3: great stuff thank you jared always a joy to catch up man thanks jared good stuff
2: you guys are the best man i'll talk to you soon
3: that is jared payton and uh that's fun that's fun to get his perspective on those things interesting
5: very good stuff from jared payton and right now very good stuff for our listeners they can be the sixth caller To the Scores Contest Line, 312-540-0670. Win a pair of tickets to see Billy Joel with Stevie Nicks. June twenty first, 2024, Billy Joel with Stevie Nicks at Soldier Field. Tickets on sale Friday at 10 a.m. courtesy of Live Nation.
2: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. I don't say
3: say
5: nothing's guaranteed, Justin, but you you feel confident you've done up that
2: you will be for the starting quarterback? Uh, I mean, I'm not sure. Um, like I said, that decision is not in my hands. Um, you know, all I can control is, you know, what I did do. And um, I gave it my all. So
5: um, whether it's here or not, you know, uh, I have no regrets. Um, shout out to, you know, you guys for, you know, making my job a little bit harder. But, um, yeah, uh, just to the city of Chicago. Love y'all. Appreciate the fans and the support from
0: all
2: the Bears, you know, in case this is my last... Rodeo with y'all and just appreciate y'all for everything. So.
3: Mully and Hall, Chicago Sports Radio 6 7 of the score. That was the message from Justin Fields in the post game. And um, we should let you know if you missed our conversation with Dave Wanstead from earlier in the show, you can use the rewind feature. To go back and listen, just download the Odyssey app, search 670 The Score, and tap earlier today to get started. You can hear what Dave had to say about Justin Fields and uh, and Luke Getzey and Matt Eberflus. A very interesting conversation with the coach.
5: Ah, too, he had some thoughts about Jim Harbaugh, mm, who yeah. he knows well. He coached him; and they remain friends. And I think we're all kind of curious about what the next step is and what we hear. From Harbaugh, as it relates to his job status, and certainly waiting for the puffs of uh, smoke out the chimney at House Hall. What's going on there? Who's going to be uh, the first to either leave or be uh, be kind of confirmed as staying? Because there's a lot of speculation, and so so far, nothing out of the people making the decisions.
3: Yeah, I, I um, I'm very curious to know if they are as decisive or rather indecisive as the great Dustin Rhodes, our executive producer, who informed us this morning that he had jumped on the Justin Fields bandwagon and now has jumped off of it. So it's it's interesting. And Dustin wanted to share other changes in sports opinions. Apparently he's uh, changed pretty much (laughs) everything. He's now a Sox fan, which I found surprising.
5: David. <laughs> it's it's kinda of shocking. Is that what the segment is going to be now? The he requested change... Okay. to well, change
3: all his opinions.
5: I cede my time to the <laughs> fine uh, young man from from uh St. Norbert's College and then four others. <laughs> Dustin, what say you?
4: Well that's that's not accurate, but I could tell you why I got off the what's Justin Fields accurate? bandwagon. What, I, I'm inaccurate? not ready. Well, I'm not ready to become a Sox fan. That's oh, totally inaccurate. I just or, or a Michigan fan, changing. despite what happened last night in Houston.
3: Oh, okay. Just, I'm confused. And I still
4: don't want Jim Harbaugh anywhere near the Chicago Bears.
3: Ooh, that's dumb. <laughs> that, that's really
5: dumb. <laughs> but it's consistent. That is consistent. I mean, if we're getting on him for being a flip-flopper, well, that's not flip, meet flop, flip meets flop. That is consistent with Dustin's stance about Harbaugh. A lot of people don't like him. He's not for everybody. I do think that it would behoove the Bears to at least find out if they don't already know, Mully. They might already know, but if they don't, and there's any question at all, he hired an agent for a reason. Dave once said reminded us of that. Don Yee. give him a call. Find out if what the bidding is at. <laughs> well, are you interested in joining? <laughs> and um, and consider all alternatives because, as we have seen in this town, as recently as November, when you have an opportunity to upgrade at a manager position, at the head coaching position, you you seize the opportunity. And the Cubs did with Craig Council, and the, and the Bears have to make sure that they're not missing out on an opportunity if Jim Harbaugh is indeed available.
3: And speaking of Craig Council, I think, Dustin, Dustin if I'm not mistaken, you've changed your opinion about him, too.
4: I've come, I've come around. I, I'm, I'm not totally against it anymore.
5: <laughs> that's, that's a start. Yeah, that's a start. Well, uh,
3: finish your thought, Dustin. Though. So tell us why you changed your opinion on Justin Fields.
4: Well, he knows as well as we know, I believe what's going. Unless Justin Fields already knew from the Bears that he's coming back. He was told he's coming back. Didn't matter what happened on Sunday. That he, he looked scared. He looked like a deer in headlights. He didn't know whether to slide. He didn't know whether to continue to run. I just thought he could have shown off his unbelievable God-given talent much more than he did. Change a play. I'm not saying to, to, to pull a Jameis Winston and go rogue totally against your coach, but change a play. If you're going to run, run. Don't kind of, sort of run. Run. Put a shoulder down. It'll get better in the offseason. season. He looks scared. You can't look scared against the Packers. They've lost every game he has started against the Packers. 0 oh, and
3: six. Come on, yeah, and, man. Yeah, and the two years before that. I mean, it, I don't think he's the guy that. I didn't say that. You implied it. You jumped no, off the bandwagon. No, you, band
4: you implied that I implied it. What?
5: I don't think that he. I don't think that he, uh, he looks scared. I, I think that he. You thought he ran the way he should have
4: run or the way we've seen him run what was with that style of running
5: well I, I don't know if it, there was a style of running that stood out to me I thought that he was running for his life because the offensive line was compromised and Dan Feeney was a bad addition and, and they missed Lucas Patrick frankly and the offensive line didn't protect I'm not going to sit here and defend Justin Fields necessarily either but I don't think it's fair to say that he was scared I don't think he's played a down of football for the Bears, scared. I think he plays with confidence. He runs with authority and conviction, and that wasn't something that stood out to me Sunday. And I think moving forward, then I was no rebuttal. That's okay. Uh, I, I just think that when you look at Justin Fields, my my opinion on him it get, gets a little bit gets a little bit twisted sometimes. I think he can be a starting NFL quarterback. I think a lot of him, and he has improved and made progress i just think that when you're the bears much of the way we're talking about upgrading at the coach head coaching position i view it as an upgrade at quarterback if you can have the number 1 overall pick devoted to somebody provided the pre-draft process is clean for Caleb Williams right. i think you can get better justin fields has made progress but i think you can get better
3: and and i was not rebutting because i felt like i had surrendered my time to the fine gentleman from displays it was he who took his ball and went home um i agree with you david i who i live in
4: displays
3: or not displays uh elmhurst no oh, okay. i apologize what what okay i, Des I maybe there's Maybe there was another guy I wanted to give credit to. I, I just mispronounced your hometown. I, know I that think the Bears
4: to. can do better at the quarterback position.
3: Yeah, that's the, that's kind of the issue. And, and again, I think it's unfortunate for Fields. And I think that if they didn't have the number one overall pick, they, they might not be looking at that. But the fact of the matter is you have an opportunity to change uh, everything and perhaps get yourself – a generational talent, and then, meanwhile, changing the time frame in which you have to pay a guy. I just think these things are all connected, and I know people hate hearing that, but the best business decision is restarting the clock. And now your whatever three-year plan we talked about, which is probably a five-year plan, has a lot better opportunity to, uh, to you know, if you. If you take a guy like, uh, like Caleb Williams, you'll know in three years whether he's the guy or not. And if you, you have to restart, there you that, go again.
5: That's key you said that. You'll know in three years whether he's the guy or not. And what, what's happened with the Bears getting the number one overall pick, it has accelerated this question, is Justin Fields the guy? And if you're asking that question after three years, you've got your answer. You've got your answer because it's not a clear, emphatic yes. If you're asking the question, it means there is a question and that you can't have that after three seasons.
3: Um, There's going to be some great playoff games this weekend, and uh, that will lead eventually to the Super Bowl. And if you are a local business owner or employee, how would you like to have your commercial air during Super Bowl 58 right here on the score this is your chance. We've launched a new contest called Score Big for Your Business where you can enter to win a 30-second Super Bowl commercial on The Score's broadcast of Super Bowl 58 from Westwood One. All you got to do, log on to 670thescore.com slash contest to enter now and learn more details. The deadline to enter is January 19th. I know a lot of people – even in this conversation that have some cottage cottage industry going on that could use a little push with a super bowl ad i would like to get one just for me to promote my views on the world but i think i'm un- i'm not qualified but i if i were you if i were, if you were me
5: or you were if, talking well, to me
3: if i were well you ha- you are an amazing person for uh, <laughs> Oh, your entrepreneurship. No. no uh, Dustin is another guy that I'm yeah. talking to. Brandon, surely you would like to just say something nice to your children. I don't think that counts as a business. It counts as parenthood. But I'm just saying if you could have a commercial on the Super Bowl, what fool wouldn't take it?
5: That's a good idea. That's a great idea. My wife's business, I See? think, is, is something she could take advantage of this. Although then she would be too busy if she advertised more. Like, shh. Shh. I have my own yeah. business, but I don't want anybody yeah. to know. Molly, before we get out of here, I want to get two, two Cub uh, little nuggets because the convention is this weekend. Friday it begins, and I think that it's worth reminding people what Bob Nightingale reported, and then a new nugget from our buddy John Heyman this morning. Let's start with Bob. In USA Today over the weekend, Bob Nightingale reported the Cubs still – can and he predicts will sign Cody Bellinger and they're not going to be done yet they're going to be the most active team in the next week by adding Reese Hoskins and Matt Chapman now
3: huge that would be wouldn't it that'd be very very good you'd get Chapman's a seriously good player you get a first baseman Cody Bellinger we saw
5: what he could do that would be huge And so you're still thinking then, Cub fan, you're like, well, what about the pitching? It's about the pitching, stupid. It is, which is why what John Heyman tweeted out this morning is very interesting as well. The Cubs and the Red Sox are seen as very much in play on left-hander Shota Imanaga. The Giants, also a possible team among the five suitors. Angels appear to be looking elsewhere at the moment. And Shota Imanaga is a lefty, probably projects as a uh, number three starter. A guy that you, you know, not he's not Yamamoto necessarily, but he does have some credentials. He's 30 years old. He beat Team USA to win the WBC Gold. He's a guy that if you add to that rotation, you feel suddenly a little bit better about your pitching.
3: And I heard, uh, if you're looking for a little piece of White Sox news, I heard that, uh, that your guy, Scott Boris, is interested <laughs> in trying to figure out what's going on with uh, – the uh, potential trade of Dylan Cease because he wants to open up the market and clear the playing field for Blake Snell. That He wants to connect those names. He represents both guys because once Cease is gone, Snell would move to the top of the list, and he wants both guys to
5: get in good situations. Of course he does. That's his thing. Divide and conquer, right? right. I think that's exactly. Scott Boris. And the thing about Scott Boris is that may be true. And, and I think that's a very interesting little nugget. I wonder with Bellinger, has he waited too long? Uh, has he has he misplayed or overplayed his hand there? He's got a lot of clients who still are looking for homes. And look, it's you know early January, but it's getting late pretty early. And I just wonder... Uh, I just wonder if the next week how active it will be and where the Boers' clients will land. I think with
3: Bellinger in particular, that you know they had kind of these uh, daydreams of 200 plus million dollars in the 250 range because of all the contracts that are being signed, and I think the reality is probably closer to them settling maybe on a shorter deal for closer to like 182, 185. And that takes time to
5: come to that conclusion. And if they do, Mully, then at the end of this winter of our discontent from from a lot of Cubs fans, you might look at Jed Hoyer a little differently. You might look at the inactivity as him playing it just perfectly and getting guys at his price. Because if they end up with Hoskins, Chapman, Bellinger, and and a starting pitcher that can slide into the rotation, that is a good offseason even though you missed out on Shohei Ohtani.
3: It's a home run of an offseason. That would be. I mean, no question about it. So you feel good about that. I believe we have Dan and Lawrence, and we get the opportunity to talk to them next. We'll find out their thoughts on the national championship game, and, uh, and we'll find out if they uh, appreciate Dustin changing his opinion dramatically on Justin Fields. Nah, we won't even talk to them about that, Dustin. Don't worry. It's Mully and Hodge, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7, the score.
0: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? spend a over here. Only at T-Mobile. Get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.